You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show, where we invite a panel, an expert each week, to hear about their incredible stories and career paths. On this week's episode, we'll be talking with Teresa Carter. Inspired by nature, healing body movement, and breathing techniques, Teresa is a Pilates and integrative movement therapist who leads classes that suit all physical levels. This week's sponsor is Kadura. I'm Fatima Al Sayed, your talk show host. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to leave them in the comments section below. Assalamu alaikum, Teresa. How are you? Walaikum salam. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. So you're a Pilates instructor. Can you, first of all, tell us what Pilates is? Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> I love this question. Um, okay, so Pilates is a full body rehabilitative exercise. Um, so it's done on a mat. Mm -hmm. um, so you're not moving much in this class. Um, the movements are very specific. They work from the crown of your head down to the soles of your feet, work through the joints of your body and all of the muscle groups, the big muscle groups, the small muscle groups. Mm -hmm. um, and overall, it's, yeah, it's a rehabilitative exercise. So anybody that has like any back issues or any issues with their body, if they're coming out of surgery um, things like that, like different ailments of the body, even if someone's perfectly healthy, it just kind of keeps your body in check. It helps you maintain the conditions that you have, strengthens mm -hmm. your body. Most of all, it um, respects the spine, the spinal alignment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really building the muscles around the spine, protecting the back. And it, it teaches you about your core muscles, which start from the pelvic floor and come all the way up to the ribs. So that's basically in a nutshell what Pilates is. <laughs> so basically it just helps you to really keep your body in check. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so before we get into more about your story of how you got into Pilates, what else do you do? You do a couple things. Yep. Um, yeah. Pilates is my main, my main baby. I like to say, um, but <laughs> I also teach yoga. So I teach um, a couple of forms of yoga. I'm, I teach uh, yin yoga, restorative yoga, and meditation as well. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm trained in like hatha and vinyasa as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what any of those mean. Uh, <laughs> if you mind <laughs> giving us a little brief uh, description about each of them. Okay, this might take a little bit, but um, okay. <laughs> so, Just about yin yoga and restorative yoga. Okay, perfect. So there's a lot of different types of yoga. So when someone says, I do yoga, um, you want to ask them, what type of yoga do you do? <laughs> because okay. the, the types that I teach, restorative yoga is a complete relaxation for your body. Mm -hmm. So in restorative yoga, the classes can range from uh, one hour to an hour and a half, sometimes an hour and 45 minutes. Um, and it's basically using these props called bolsters. And what a bolster is, is a very condensed pillow type prop. It's a long, it kind of looks like a tube. So you're usually given two of these in a class and you position them under different parts of your body so that it, it kind of tricks the body into feeling completely and fully supported 
So your body, you're basically lying down in this class, the whole class, uh, with this, these bolsters underneath different parts of your body to allow the body to sink and rest. So what happens is your, your body then goes into a state of tranquility, a state of rest, and then your mind follows. So you're actually resting your entire body as well as your mind. Your, your mm-hmm. goal is to go into this homeostasis state. Um, and it also stretches out your body passively because you're not moving at all in this class. You're literally okay. laying down. <laughs> so yeah, it stretches out the body with these bolsters and then also with weighted blankets. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then so that's restorative. Yin yoga? Yin yoga is a form of yoga that it holds poses that looks, it, they look like stretches mm-hmm. for a period of maybe three to five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes. It depends on you know, what studio or what class you're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's a no moving yoga. Like you are going from position to position and it looks like a stretch, but it's not a stretch because it actually works into your fascia, which is your connective tissue. So mm-hmm. for instance, I'm just going to, you know, put a visual in everyone's mind here. So yeah. yin yoga is like you know, when you go to reach for your toes, when you're sitting on the ground, this is called a forward Mm -hmm. fold. So you would be sitting in this forward fold or this position for up to five minutes. And so, and you're doing it on cold muscles. So what's happening is it's creating release in your body um, Mm -hmm. because you're holding these uncomfortable stretches, but it's not considered a stretch because the body is not warmed up. You're doing it on cold muscles. So there's a mental aspect to this and also a physical aspect. So the mental aspect is that you're literally in these positions that are so uncomfortable for such long periods of time in silence initially. So Is that frustrating for people? Yes. So it brings out like all these emotions. It could be anger, frustration or whatever. But if you're a person that's not used to being alone or in mm-hmm. silence, this can be very difficult, but it also gets to, like, you get to know yourself in the process. You get to know your flaws and accept them with no judgment. So it kind of goes along with it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> those very clear descriptions. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were very clear. Um, so how do you become a instructor for any of these? Okay, so to become an instructor, you have to do your research and you have to go to a studio to do in-class training. Mm -hmm. So um, I, for Pilates, I did a little bit of research and I found like the best Pilates instructor studio and it's in Toronto. It's called Body Harmonics with Margot Mm -hmm. McKinnon. And I did a lot of research and I decided to go with that place because of the reputation. So I, there's in-class hours that you have to do. And I, I can't remember because it was in 2008 that I did it. So, okay. or 2009, but it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think it was for like two months. And it was from like 9am to like 6pm. 
So that was all the in-class training. And then you got to, like, there's homework and there's the um, exams and practical exams as well. Okay. So, yeah. And um, then you, do you have to do a final exam to see if uh, you get the certificate? Yep. Yep. And if you don't pass, like, you, you have to re not restudy the course, but you got to restudy what you're doing and, you know, apply for another exam to do it again, oh. just like in the university or college or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and are the exams written or is it more about your uh, knowledge of teaching a class? It's both um, okay. because you want to be well-rounded in both. You want to know what you're talking about as well as, I mean, the most important is your experience, well, to me, is your experience and your practical. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's both. Okay. Uh, what advice do you have for someone who is looking to become a Pilates instructor or an instructor in any of the um, <laughs> restorative fields, I will say? The other yoga. <laughs> um, <laughs> I teach the, the yogas that no one else teaches. Um, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it's just funny. Um, but you know what? Honestly, like advice if someone wants to become, just do it. Like, just go and do it. Like, seriously, if that's what you're passionate about, like I was passionate about it. I just went and I did it and I did it and I completed it. And you want to just carry that momentum and just teach right away. So just do it all. Don't hesitate. If you want to do something, do it. Yeah. Did you, um, you were enrolled in university before uh, becoming a Pilates instructor. What were you enrolled in for? Not university, no. Um, a college? I, it was college, yep. Okay. I, my background is graphic design. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I graduated way back um, in like 2002 or three. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'm a graphic designer uh, by background, and then I branched out into photography. So I've been, oh, I, I also am a photographer as well. Yeah. Do you do uh, photography and uh, teach Pilates classes full time? Yes. How do you balance that? Um, it's very difficult, um, especially for someone like me. I'm, I'm not the most organized person. Um, but honestly, you just got to organize your time. I'm not mm -hmm. the person to, to talk about that. But um, yeah. But you, you still manage to do it. I do. I manage to do it. Um, but, you know, when you teach Pilates and yoga, the classes are not nine to five. Like it's all over the place. It's, you could mm -hmm. be teaching at a class at 10 AM, then one at three, then one at six, you know? So I have to like literally plan my time out very structurally. Is that, mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if that's a word, but um, yeah, you got to plan your time out because um, yeah. So that's basically what I do. I, I dedicate certain areas of my day to, doing my photography and then teaching and then back to photography and then all my, you know, duties and things at home as well. Yeah. Because both those jobs are very time consuming, especially yeah. um, in a full-time photography field. That's mm -hmm. your one woman show. It's very, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yes, it is. Um, but my, my priority is my photography because it is mm -hmm. the, you know, that's the bulk of my income. Yeah. So, you know, I have to let the studios know that that is my main priority. And if I have like a wedding on the weekend and if I'm teaching on the weekend, 
the studios are fully aware that I need to get coverage for my classes on the weekends. And they help to accommodate. Totally. Um, but in actually my area, like Pilates, yin yoga, and restorative, restorative not so much because there are more instructors, but it is very hard to find Pilates instructor substitutes because there's not a lot of us out there. So it makes it easy to get a job, but very difficult if you need some time off. How do you deal with all the chaos? Uh, chaos in like everyday life? Or? And stress and just of everything, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, it just goes back to the techniques that I've learned uh, in my training. And um, it comes back to being like in the present second like not even the present moment but the present second of your day like if if you have anxiety or you're going through stress or if you have a lot going on like even just you know house duties or you know if you're stuck in traffic like things like this like you can always find stillness within within your day within your moment within your current second and that is in between the pause of each breath so sometimes we, we need to take a check in with our body and ourselves during those times that we're feeling like that. And you need to just observe your body and your breathing with no judgment. So that means just taking a long inhale, taking a pause, and then taking a long exhale and just keep doing that. And then you know, just acknowledging that little pause in between each inhale and each exhale, and even in between your thoughts. And that's where you'll find your current stillness, because there's no stress, there's no anxiety in the current second. There, there's no future, there's no past. So it's just that current second is where you can find your stillness. And that's where you check in with yourself. And you can kind of like replenish yourself, I guess. Yeah, that's extremely relaxing. Yeah, and th- I mean, there's other things too, like yeah. check in with your environment too. Like mm-hmm. even open your windows, open like even in the winter, like you know, make sure your blinds are open, make sure you can see sunlight. Step outside, you know, if you've just come home from a long day at work and you're at it and it's nighttime, walk out of your car, look up at the sky, and realize the distance between your body and the and the and the stars that you're looking that you're looking at because there's so much space around you and just to take that moment to observe and come back to your body and your breathing like it'll calm you down like instantly yeah just a quick pause before we continue this show just a reminder that the emoji games is just around the corner it is by far the largest soccer tournament and registration is open uh, Teresa, can you tell us a bit about how you fell into Pilates? How did you find it? Um, it was a bit of an accident. I didn't know what it was. And uh, I, it was, I finished college um, for graphic design. And uh, my dad works for TTC. Uh, so he had benefits with his company and I have scoliosis. So Mm -hmm. I had um, chiropractor, massage therapy and physiotherapy covered by his benefits, which is amazing. He's a great company to work for. Um, And when my college ended, my the benefits ended for me and I had extreme back pain. So Mm -hmm. I was um, 
I don't know, I signed up to women's fitness in Pickering and I thought I was going to a yoga class because yoga was very in then. It still, it of course, is now. And so I, I bought a yoga mat. I was like really excited. And then I went into this class and um, the instructor, her name was Lorraine Lloyd. And this it was my first class I was going to there. And um, I went into the class and I thought it was yoga and it ended up being Pilates. And um, the, the, the movements that she was doing in this class were the most amazing movements that could have been done for my body type, like for my scoliosis. I, I felt the relief of mm -hmm. my body through this class and it was through her, her tone of voice. It was the way she taught. It was how um, just very positive she was, very knowledgeable. And I started to cry after this class because of the wow. relief that I had on my body, like my back, the relief that I had, the hips, we, we worked with these TheraBands. TheraBands are my favorite thing to use in Pilates. They're like an elastic band. And we were literally swinging, like not swinging, but gently guiding the legs around in a circle while we were on our back. And I just remember crying after that because of how much release I felt. And so that, it was after that first class, like she actually, Lorraine came up to me after the class and she said, I think you should be an instructor. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I've never, ever done this exercise in my life. I didn't know what I was doing, but I don't know. She just made me feel so good. So mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, I mentioned it to my now husband and I said, this is what she said. And, and he said, you should do it. And I was like, what? So I literally, I took one more class and then I signed mm -hmm. up for the training yeah. and I, I learned from like the core, like, you know, from the basics, from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and that was it. I became an instructor right after that. And I've never not loved teaching a class. I love teaching. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you go to work, it's work? Nope. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny you asked that. Um, someone asked me the other day, like I was just leaving, I was getting in my car and they're like, oh, are you going to work? And um, I, I at first, like I had to pause for a second because I'm like, and I, I was just a bit thrown off because yes, I do get paid for this and it is work, but I don't look at it as work. Like it doesn't, mm -hmm. I don't look at it as a job. It's like my passion. It's like what I do. It's my calling. Yeah. yeah. What's something you wish you'd known before you got into Pilates? Um, that it can burn you out. Um, if you're not careful, um, especially if you're really passionate about it, and this is with anything, if you're going to something that you're passionate about, um, you want to make sure that, that passion never leaves you because that is re really drove you to do this in the first place. So, um, you know, I, I sometimes take on too much and I just wish someone maybe could have told me, you know, you might get to a point, especially with being a Pilates instructor that yeah. you're going to take on a lot of classes. So I started taking on like seven different studios and wow. um, yeah. And I was like, Whoa, this is fun. And then after a while, I'm like, wait a minute. Like <laughs> this isn't anything, fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with Pilates, like, I mean, it's incredible for your body, but too much of one thing 
is, is not good. You want to balance that out with other things like swimming or soccer or whatever else you like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, too much of one thing isn't always good. So is that why you branched out to teaching yoga as well? Um, it, teaching yoga just kind of, it balances out with my, uh, I guess my outlook on life and teaching. And it's just, I'm not sure how to explain it, but it's just the, the respect that it has for the body and the mind. And yeah, it kind of integrates with what I do. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, another thing I wish someone told me is that if you don't own a studio, then you're teaching at hours that the studio owners might not want to take on. So your schedule is not going to be nine to five. It's going to be split up. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be teaching just as I said, like eight in the morning, then three in the afternoon, then seven at night. Like it's all over the place. So um, you just want to kind of be smart about taking on classes. And if it's going to suit your own schedule, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. Yeah. How about photography? Let's get a bit into that. Um, what what brought you into photography, first of all? Um, I've always had a passion for art. Like, I like mm-hmm. drawing, and I like, I just have a real um, passion for paint, like painting, drawing, yeah. and nature, and people. I just love people. I love their expressions. I love, you know, the um, different life events that people go through but it was kind of my dad actually my dad and and his dad uh, were into Mm -hmm. photography my dad got me my first film camera Um, I honestly I didn't plan on making that a career at all Um, I was I I had a film camera my film camera broke and I then got a digital camera my friends this was years and years ago I was invited to my friend's wedding as a guest and her wedding photographer, it was a pretty low budget wedding. Like it was very low key and her photographer canceled last minute. And she, yeah, she messaged me. She text messaged me and said, Teresa, would you like to photograph my wedding? This is the day of, and I was like, um, I've never photographed anything in my life. I didn't even know what manual mode was on the camera. I had a Canon rebel. I was like, okay, like, you know, this is, I was a little scared. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I, yeah, so I I did my best. I didn't know what I was doing. And then I just posted photos online. And and then people started asking me, oh, can you photograph this? Can you photograph this? And I was like, oh my goodness. So yeah, I I did that a little bit. And then I just kind of like went back. I I go backwards with everything in my life. I then did training, like more training (laughs) with photography. I used my graphic design skills with my mm-hmm. adobe programs for my editing for for photography yeah um, i then you know upgraded all my equipment did more training online with photography you can do training online so that's basically what i did and i just basically a lot of it is self-taught but i've been and and experience yeah interesting mm-hmm. and what's something you wish you'd known about photography um before you made it a career what do I think I wish I knew? Um, there's a lot. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Just, I guess, how it 
expensive it is. Like mm -hmm. it's expensive. If you're going to make this your career, like you need to be a businesswoman um, or, or have someone in your life that takes over the business part because someone like me, like I'm very, very empathic toward people. I feel bad for them, you know, so <laughs> you got to like really know your worth with what you do um you got to value what you do and um yeah like because you could be taken advantage of a lot which yeah. has happened a lot for me um and just understand the cost of your equipment like your camera alone your trainings your computer your the wear and tear on the equipment your gas you know there's if you lumped all of this into one sum of money like it's a lot of money to put out there so mm -hmm. you got to make sure that if this is something you want to do you invest in it and be smart about it yeah mm -hmm. Thank oh you. and it's time consuming it's extremely time consuming yeah yeah mm -hmm. how long does it usually take I mean, usually at a, an event, you'd go in for the time of the event mm -hmm. and people think, oh, you're just going to send them the photos after. What's mm -hmm. the production like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of tears and stress. Uh, <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, people think it's just like, oh, you go to the event, you take some photos and they pop out of the camera. It's not like Perfect that. and ready to... <laughs> First of all, you take the photos in a format called RAW, which is a, D, a .CR2 file if you have a Canon camera. So you can't even open that file unless you have an Adobe program like Lightroom or Photoshop. Mm -hmm. um, and you, like that's number one. So yeah, um, the post-production takes hours and hours and hours mm -hmm. like so you gotta like call your images which is first like deleting all the bad ones to do that you have to pull them into either bridge or lightroom so there's all mm -hmm. that and then you're editing them so what i do is i actually take all of the photos i lightly edit them which is color correction exposure mm -hmm. lighting all of this in lightroom and then i take the really good photos and i i do a full edit on those like I mean facial flaws lighting yeah. background issues you know stuff like this so you know I want to make my photos look like I didn't do anything at all to them but behind mm -hmm. the scene there's a lot of sweat and tears and of time <laughs> yeah now before we get to the end of the show what is your final piece of advice for our listeners today um that I guess it's not impossible to to go after your dreams like that sounds really cliche mm -hmm. but you want to do something in life that brings you life that's not going to pull you down like even if you know you have a job that you don't really like that's okay but pull in something in your life that's going to bring you life like you know do something on the side that that you're going to be proud of, that you're going to look back on your life and say, that's what I did. That's what I contributed to this world. And, you know, whether that's like a painting or a picture or, or if you've changed someone's life in a yoga class, like, mm -hmm. you know, you want to look back and leave something to the world, you know, just like a plant, like when you plant it in the ground and it flourishes, yeah. like you want to leave a, a, blueprint of yourself 
in this world and, and do something, pick something that you really love to do and just do it. Follow your heart. Like your head is there to make decisions. Your heart is there to guide and lead other people to do the same. And that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Teresa, for teaching us how to deal with chaos and stress, what it takes to be a Pilates instructor and a photographer, and for teaching us to just take a moment in that second and to check in with ourselves. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It was our pleasure. You were just listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. If you missed this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the You Mentor website under prior talk shows. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to our iTunes podcast. If you want to reach out to today's speaker or speakers from any of our previous shows to ask these professionals any questions you may have, just visit our online platform at emojaoutreach.org slash unleash the future slash groups. Or you can visit the UMentor website and hit the link for online platform. Be sure to tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. for another panel of speakers and more stories. Thank you for listening to our speaker today on Facebook Live.